Welcome to the Fairview Baptist Church Discipleship Podcast. This is a resource designed to help the covenant members of Fairview Baptist Church carry out our mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Joshua Johnston, and today I'm joined by Matt and Jared. Which Matt? Mm, that's a good question. It's the old, bald-headed, grade Matt. That is me. <laughs> that's you. Well, we're not here to talk about Matt Searson or Matt Caps. We're here to talk about a man named Daniel, and really Daniel's God. So uh, we are starting a new sermon series over the book of Daniel. And so the question I have for you, Matt, is why Daniel? Why Daniel? Well, um, obviously, Daniel is part of God's divinely inspired word, and all of the word is useful for reproof, correcting, teaching, training, and righteousness. And um, Daniel is a really, it's just a beautiful story of God's uh, faithfulness uh, to his people and really his promises. So as we look through this book, my hope, um, you could say is threefold, that we would develop a deeper understanding of how God has weaved his um, plan of salvation, has sovereignly weaved his plan of salvation throughout redemptive history, um, that we would read the story and be filled with confidence that God is providentially and actively at work in the world today. Um, I would even say that he is actively at work in our increasingly secular society. And I think mm-hmm. Daniel has a few things to teach us about that. And finally, I think uh, in our time in Daniel, we'll be reminded that um, like Israel, in some ways, we are a people in exile. Uh, Daniel was written for a people in exile, was a book that provided comfort and confidence to a people in exile. And uh, so as we live in this increasingly secular culture, as we read this book, we're going to see that our personal holiness and our trust in God's hand are important, uh, not only for our witness, but also for our future. So I think this is going to be a very beneficial study for our church. Uh, that's awesome. Um, well, gentlemen, uh, as people approach the book of Daniel, what are some of the common mistakes that people make? I think um, one of the mistakes that people make is uh, treating the book of Daniel like, uh, at least the first half of it, uh, like a bunch of uh, moralistic children's stories, uh, like Daniel's in the lion's den or uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire furnace and the, the Veggie Tales short that goes along with it. Uh, so I think too often people uh, will read those stories and their takeaway is, I should be brave like Daniel and his friends. Uh, and while, the, uh, while we can see a good example from Daniel and uh, his friends, uh, the, the main point in the book of Daniel is more about God and what God is accomplishing uh, in the story of Israel and in the story of Daniel. And so I think it would be better for us to, uh, to look at how the sovereign God of the universe is working his plan out in, uh, in the book of Daniel first. With, then we can see the willingness of God's people to step into danger for the sake of the God that they believe in. I would add the second mistake people often make is they get really confused uh, by the visions of Daniel in the second half of the book. Uh, the first part of the book is somewhat easy. I mean, if you're reading it, it's just historical narrative. There is some apocalyptic stuff. But the second half is apocalyptic visions. Um, and 
Um, those can be confusing sometimes. There's a lot of uh, imagery and, and metaphor and, and, and foreign things that we don't understand. But really, apocalyptic visions in Scripture are intended to comfort the oppressed and encouraged and encourage the faithful in stressful times. So I don't think Daniel's so much a prophetic puzzle that gives us the keys to the end times as it is a prophetic admonishment that gives us courage to live faithfully in uncertain times. So certainly there are bigger patterns and themes that stretch beyond the immediate audience, but if you stick to the context in which Daniel is writing, uh, you're going to see there's a battle taking place throughout the book of Daniel between human glory and God's glory. I think this is what you see with Nebuchadnezzar and uh, his dream accounts. The kings and kingdoms rise up, but they fall. Uh, that is until King Jesus comes and brings his eternal kingdom that will never fail. But uh, even in the battle between the human glory and God's glory, we see that God always wins. So Daniel is really, you can see there's, uh, it, it's a smaller picture of some of the larger themes we see throughout the whole Bible, um, but it does have a particular um, implication on the people in Daniel's time. It's a message for a people in exile. It tells us that we can take heart now as well. I mean, as we live as, as a, uh, you could say, a prophetic minority in an increasingly secular culture, uh, we can take heart no matter what is happening around us, we know that our sovereign king is going to win, and that's good news. Uh, That is good news. Well, in addition to that, Matt, as you're preaching through uh, the book of Daniel, uh, what other things can people in the church plan on seeing? We have a sovereign God who is guiding his people, um, even in exile. He is guiding history. Um, He is delivering his people. Uh, the sovereign God is giving earthly kingdoms to whomever he wills. The sovereign God is replacing all human kingdoms with his everlasting kingdom. The sovereign God is promising everlasting life uh, to his people who persevere to the end. I mean, there are r- some really rich and profound theological themes in this book. And I think the key, like um, Jared said a minute ago, um, is not to strip away the grander theological visions with a more man-centered interpretation, but to focus on what God is doing and who He is and how He is being faithful to His Word, even when the people are unfaithful and even when they're in uh, really difficult situations. Well, Jared, uh, last time I checked, uh, Daniel is located in the Old Testament. Uh, I think it still is. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think one of the things that we can see is that Daniel does point us to Jesus, and what are just a couple ways uh, that, that we see that? Yeah, so um, I think uh, first, uh, as we've mentioned, um, the sovereign God is at work uh, throughout the whole book of Daniel, and so I think uh, there could be times when it's it's difficult to see how God is working out His plan because Israel has been exiled, and these people have been taken away from their home, and they're in a foreign land, but ultimately we see that God is preserving uh, not only Israel, but his plan to bless all nations through Israel by sending Jesus, uh, even the the promise all the way back uh, from Genesis 12. So, uh, secondly, I think you get a really good, clear glimpse of Jesus uh, in Daniel chapter 7, uh, verses 13 and 14, that says this, I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven there came one like a son of man. And he came to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. And so uh, I think uh, as we have done our study through Mark, 
we've we've also seen that Son of Man is one of uh, Jesus, one of the titles for Jesus, and so we see that here in the book of Daniel as well. And uh, Jesus refers to himself uh, about eighty times by this title, and so it's it helps us to see the redemptive work of Jesus even here in the book of Daniel. And uh, and I would just say that uh, a lot of Old Testament books have. Uh, like Hebrews talks about, it's the, it's the shadow of things to come. And so we'll see typology of how uh, Jesus is the greater Daniel. That's very good. Well, uh, one, one last question for all of us. Uh, what is one thing uh, that you hope the church will walk away with uh, as, they, uh, as we study through the book of Daniel? I think this book is particularly timely for us as a church in our society. Um, if you think about the church's position in culture and in our society 20 years ago, um, evangelical church as a whole was um, in a position of power and influence, whether it be political or um, in the community. Uh, that's not so much the case anymore. We're more of a prophetic minority. The, the culture is largely secular and is not aligned with the same moral values we have. And so now we have to figure out how to live differently in this culture that is increasingly um, alienating us. And so I think as we study Daniel, we really see um, what it means to um, live in light of the promises and provisions of God, even when it means living against the grain of culture um, and striving after personal holiness as a means of witness, uh, but also as, as trusting in God. And so... Um, that's my one sentence that I would oh, say we yeah. have to remember as we study this book. <laughs> Jared, what about you? Um, for me, I think uh, one thing I'm always struck by going through Daniel is the missions focus. Mm. Uh, it's fascinating to see because uh, even in the interpretation of the dreams, they're trying to figure out who's going to interpret these dreams, and they find Daniel. And uh, Daniel is standing before all of these, uh, you know, pagan kings and court officials, and he's telling them about who the one true God is and that only God can do something like this. And he's uh, just unashamedly uh, teaching them about God. And the, the, uh, the mission's focus continues on through the book, like, we just, like I just read in Daniel 7, about how one day this is all pointing towards all peoples, all nations gathered around the throne of Jesus Christ forever and ever. So that's one thing that sticks out to me in the book of Daniel. That's good. Uh, Well, I would encourage people to see the love of God uh, on display. Uh, As we've said multiple times throughout this uh, podcast, God is in control. Uh, It was evident in the midst of of chaos in in Daniel's day. Um, God is there actively uh, working through through, uh, imperfect uh, human leaders uh, to bring his his kingdom and his authority to uh, to earth and so um, we see by the grace of God um, that he reminds his people in that day but he, he reminds us today as well uh, that he is perfectly sovereign and that he is working throughout the book of Daniel and so for us um, we can see God's love for us and how uh, he interacts with his people uh, and how he he actively engages in their lives. And so, uh, very exciting. Well, uh, we have one more question, uh, and I don't think it's about Daniel, uh, although maybe that might be your response. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, random question at the end. Uh, if you could sing a duet 
duet, <laughs> a duet <laughs> with anyone, who would it be? And how, how about we start with the missions and the music guy? Mm. Uh, I'm going to say my wife. Oh. Yeah, Victoria doesn't really sing. She doesn't really want to sing. I think she has sung in the past. She was in drama, but she's probably going to be super embarrassed that I said my wife. Yeah. But I, w- I would like that. That would be nice <laughs> and sweet and romantic yeah. of all <laughs> now, the now, people in the world. Now we can't say anything else because we're like <laughs> the bad husbands. And uh, I, I can. Um, so mine's easy. Mine's meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> meatloaf? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's one of the greatest uh, duets of all time. Yeah. What song? I Would Do Anything for Love. But I won't do that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I, I, really, I, don't really, I really don't have anybody that uh, would be like a dream come true to sing with. I think it'd be fun. Maybe Victoria Sneed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd probably say uh, I'd love to sit... With Johnny Cash and sing some old Baptist hymns. Oh, that would be pretty that awesome. Be pretty good. <laughs> pretty that? epic, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, guys, thank you for joining me today. And until next time, Fairview, may we exist to make disciples of Jesus Christ.